It is Monday, September 12. A very good morning to you. The Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. And what a weekend it was. Uh, Week one of the AFL finals delivered in spades. And as did the NRL over the weekend. Uh, The drama of yesterday, South and the Roosters, 30-14. to In a match, I think, went two hours and eight minutes just about by the time it flicked over to the news on nine anyway. And in the end... The Roosters and the Melbourne Storm are out. Um, I don't know if a lot of us thought that both those underdogs would win over the weekend, but Loz, morning to you. Your Raiders, superb on Saturday evening, but uh, what a game that was yesterday. Uh, the Book of Feuds, another chapter written, the drama. <laughs> the referee, Ashley Klein, had a huge say in proceeding. Seven sin bins, an NRL record. Yeah, well, we'll see what comes of that today, Mido. Good morning to everybody. Uh, I enjoyed the weekend's football. Um, some great atmosphere, some great football played, uh, some upsets and exactly what we thought uh, coming into this weekend's round that most teams could win um, and we saw some good football but yesterday at Allianz Stadium I don't think anyone was expecting that type of reaction um, what was going to happen during that game. Seven sin bins, the most in the NL, NRL era. Um, it got sort of to the stage yesterday where I thought He'd lost control, Ashley Klein. I mean, he, he, you know, sending seven people to the to the sin bin in a game. I've never seen it before. I thought players at times were looking for penalties. Um, it's something that I've disliked for a long period of time, um, and I just think we've made a rod for our own back. And not only in that game, all games over the weekend, and then you see with obstruction calls. Yeah. Um, you know, players just taking dives oh. to get penalties. It's just, it's become a bit of a, a running joke, to be perfectly honest. And it's something that the, the game has created because they've bought in these rules and it's allowed players to do it. And I don't know how they take it back. I, I, I think they have to come to a consensus at some point in time that this is not a good look for the game. Players will continue to do it because they know they can get away with it. Pop. Morning to you, mate. How's the weekend? Morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Yeah, good weekend. Apart from watching that game of footy, uh, Ashley Klein, please, Loz. He's got to go. Mate, he's hopeless in the bunker. <laughs> yeah. How does he even get on the field? That is embarrassing. Seven sim. If, it, if that's not school principal behaviour, I don't know what is. Mm. You talk about a referee or an umpire ruining a game. That was, it was nearly, t- as much as the, it was a great game of footy, it was nearly, nearly wanted to turn off. It was like any – what about the send-off? I can't even remember the players. Is it Victor Radley for the – No, what about for like touching the player's face yeah, on the like, ground? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? Well, he made a rod for his own back because he was sending off people for any – Mate. Any slight contact around – That was embarrassing. Region. And there were some incidents in that game that will be looked at today that weren't slight contacts either, by the way. Yeah. You know, there were some incidents there that deserved to be looked at – a lot more seven heavily and, and punished. But to have seven guys go to the, the bin, and in the end, I thought, it, uh, as I said, at times, players from both sides, from both sides, they knew what was happening. And they knew that if they stayed down, then it was at least going to be a penalty and the possibility of someone going to a sin bin. We, we bragged about the Origin Series, how good the refereeing was. Absolutely loved it. Yet we get to finals footy. We haven't, we haven't even seen that in a round game. That was that was honestly like he, he wanted it to be touch footy. 
Like you had to tackle below the waist, otherwise you're going to be sent off. Sent off. Yeah. Uh, it, I, that was it. for me. Like I say, I love watching rugby league. I don't know. How, I you want to change your channel. Just wanted to change your channel. It was horrible. Yeah, there were some there that you disagreed with, but I mean, at the end of the day, he'll have to live with it. Ashley Klein, he cannot get he game. cannot get another game mate, in in this final series. Oh, probably not after that. No way, and out of the bunker as well. Because how many times has he ruined that? <laughs> He's made some I... shocking decisions in the bunker. Well, the he bunker can't get got involved ro- yesterday yeah. as well, though. Like the, the yeah. Victor Radley first sin bin, that wasn't a punch. That is not a punch. No, it wasn't a punch, and and therefore they set the standard, yeah. and they set the standard at a very low level. But is that, Ashley, is that Ashley Klein or is that somebody telling him that's how we want you to referee? Well, the bunker would have said to Ashley Klein that I've there was a punch. punch. And then when there's a punch, you've got no option as a, as a ref. But surely you're in control. You're there looking at it on the big screen. You can talk to the bunker all the way through. The action and say, mate, do you, what do you reckon? Is that a is that a punch? Is it more a push? Is it more a shove? In my view, it looks more like a shove from where I'm standing here in the middle of the ground watching it on the big screen. Are you sure it's a punch? Communication like that can happen, but it didn't. It was basically the bunker says, "Well, that's a punch," and then Ashley Klein goes, "Well, he's got to go." And once that happened, from there, you knew that anything, anything that was close to being a sin binning or a penalty was always going to happen. The Roosters, they're up against it, weren't they? James Tedesco went off, uh, what, inside 20 minutes after suffering a head knock and uh, failed his HIA, Angus Crichton. Uh, Takiaho there at one stage, well, he played the ball sideways. Uh, such was the knock that he copped as well. He came back on him, though, though later, didn't he? But uh, the Roosters, they're running out of troops. Daniel Tupo. Uh, ranged his mm. groin. So, and the Roosters, so... The big, brave. They, the big one was when they lost Tedesco. That that was the big loss for the Roosters, is when Burgess collected... Uh, not Tupo, sorry, <coughs> Tedesco. When, when Burgess collected Tedesco and he left the field, and we got the message that he was going to return, but then he got delayed symptoms and um, didn't participate in the game again. And that's where the loose, uh, Roosters lost their way. You know, they got caught up in the emotional side of the game. They were giving away penalties. Uh, both teams at times scored when they were a man down, which was unusual in that type of uh, game. But I think when Tedesco left the field, that's when the Roosters' chances uh, diminished because without him being on the field, they lost their best player. And Swali's a very good player, but he's just not ready to play fullback yet. Um, you know, we saw what Tedesco did the previous week against the Roosters. He takes carries every set. He's always a constant danger with the ball, and they missed him. Uh, his calmness, his leadership when he wasn't on there. So Souths now play again at Allianz Stadium this week, Saturday night against the Sharks. We'd have the Bunnies a slight favourite, so dollar eighty. The Sharks two dollars coming off a devastating loss at home, thirty-two thirty in Golden Point after well the ten-minute extra time period couldn't split them. And then it was a two-point field goal from Valentine Holmes from 45 out, which ensured the Cowboys got a, an upset victory there over the Sharks. And they will host a preliminary final in Townsville on Saturday week. So what an opportunity the Cowboys have now to make a grand final. And Parramatta, $1.53 up against the Raiders. Laws $2.50. That's Friday night at Combank. 
And there's a very big opportunity or very big chance, I think, that both these teams could go out in straight sets, Parramatta and, and, and Cronulla. The heat is on the Eels in particular. Well, they haven't got a great finals record, the Eels, and they just didn't give themselves an opportunity on Friday night. Penrith was superb. Nathan Cleary led that team brilliantly. His kicking game was outstanding, and the five weeks rest certainly helped him. But there was no... I don't know where there was no plan, but they just didn't get to Cleary. They didn't put him under pressure. He was allowed to do what he wanted. He had plenty of time and space, and if you give Cleary that time and space, he will kick you to death. And just their system is so good, Penrith, that they go um, and roll down the field. Their line speed in defence was great, and they really never gave the the, the Eels a a chance. Um, The Cowboys are in the box seat to play Penrith in the grand final. Big time. They, you know, playing a home semi-final in Townsville is massive, so it's going to be a big ask for the Raiders or Parramatta, whoever progresses through to that prelim final. Um, and then on the other side of the draw, you've got the Sharks taking on uh, South Sydney this weekend at Allianz Stadium, and both those teams coming off big games, massive games. You know, the emotion of yesterday for the South Sydney team, um, and then you've had Cronulla going into double extra time at Shark Park on... On, on, on Saturday night as well, where they would have rude their missed chances, the Sharkies. They had an opportunity to win that game. Mm-hmm. Jason Taumalolo, one of his best performances, you know, scoring with only, what, 10, 15 seconds to go on the clock to take the game into extra time. Uh, and then Valentine Holmes to kick that field goal from 45 metres out was a special play going back there, playing against his former club, a team where he won a grand final, or who he won a grand final with. Um, and, yeah, the Cowboys, they, they sit pretty. They've got a, a very hard-working forward pack. They've got some class in the back line, and to play a home prelim, that puts them right in the box seat to progress through to the grand final, I think. Incredible. A club that finished 15th last year is one game away and will host a prelim final. On the back page of the Daily Telegraph, there's Latrell Mitchell, arms stretched out wide. I've been bashed down 10 times, and I've got up 11, is the headline there. Yeah, he... Well, he didn't have much of an influence the week before in the 26-16 to 16 defeat, but yesterday, with it all on the line in an elimination final, uh, he had some good moments and uh, was involved in just about every all-in scuffle as well. Loss <laughs> in typical Latrell fashion, loves being around the niggle and was involved heavily in that as well yesterday. Yeah, look, I thought he was tremendous. Cody Walker, I thought he and... Cam Murray, the best two players on the paddock, um, very instrumental in everything that occurred for South Sydney, had a hand in uh, plenty of tries. Cody Walker and Cam Murray, you just saw the influence that he has on this team. He missed the previous week's game where he left the field, what, the second tackle of the game, um, and they missed his defence in the middle, but also missed his ability in the ball to be that link player as a 13. Uh, I thought he was terrific yesterday. Um, It's going to be hard for South Sydney to back up um, their saving grace is the fact that the Sharks had to play a tough game the night before as well, or a long game um, the night before. Um, so both these teams played extra football and tough games of football. Um, but we've got one hell of a final series and we've got some drama to talk about out of all weekend's games, all the weekend's games. But yesterday, seven sin bins, that's way too many in a game of football of that intensity and you know, I think a lot of people will want to have their say this morning and we'll, we'll take everyone saying it, but I, I just didn't think it was a good look having seven players sent to the sin bin and at times having people just look as like... It looked like they were staying down just knowing that they were ho- or hoping they were going to get a penalty from it. Mm. 
Uh, back page of the Herald, bin fire, and uh, there it is. The seven sin bins, Radley twice, Tane Milne twice, Warrior Hargreaves, Burgess, and Totola. Uh, now, on the back page of the Australian, seven deadly sins of brutal clash. Again, talking about the South Roosters game there yesterday, but also on the back page of the Australian pup, no Finch fairy tale as Aussies fight back. So uh, on uh, Friday, I think it was, or Saturday, Aaron Finch, uh, announced his retirement from one-day international cricket. He's set to lead Australia into their 2020 World Cup defence. He made five in his final mm-hmm. innings, was uh, bowled uh, there yesterday as Australia wrapped up the series by 25 runs, uh, 3-0. They swept the Kiwis. Yeah, good win from the Aussies and a good series after that loss to Zimbabwe. Steve Smith, good 100. I think Lavashane got 50-odd as well. So uh, New Zealand have been poor, to be honest. I think they missed two opportunities in the first two games where they hesitated and were uh, expected Australia to fold, and they didn't. Uh, and then the Aussies found a way to win, um, and the Aussies were too good yesterday. But Finchie, very good one-day career. Um, his records speak for it, speaks for itself. Um, he's made the decision to to walk away from the game, and yeah, he's out of nick. There's no doubt about it. Hopefully, he can find some form before the 2020 World Cup. I like that he hasn't retired from the T20s. I I think that would have been a, a huge distraction for the Aussie boys if he'd retired from both. Um, only been a couple of weeks away from that World Cup, so now the key is to get him into form. I think they've got three one day or three 2020s. It might be in India. Um, before the World Cup. So, yeah, he's just got to find a way to get one score and then I think he'll be fine. But I'd love to see him have a good T20 World Cup and um, find a way to help Australia win that tournament. And then if he decides to walk away from that, then then so be it. But, yeah, very good one-day player uh, and deserves a lot of credit for... The, I think tactically he's, he's been very good as well, captaincy-wise, uh, in the one-day format. Quite aggressive and, again, I know he's out of form in these three one-days, but... New Zealand are the current number one team in the world, and we dominated them. So I thought tactically it was very good. Interesting that Finch essentially endorsed David Warner to be in the mix to take over as one-day international captain. So this uh, decision that Cricket Australia, well, it looks like they've almost been avoiding, is going yeah. to have to uh, well, you know, come to a head very, very soon. I don't, I don't think I don't think you'll see them change them. I, I don't think they'll select David Warner to be the short-form captain over... You know, Pat Cummins or Steve Smith, I think, is vice-captain in this series. I don't think they will do that. But, yeah, Davey Warnham tactically is a very good captain. I've, I've watched a lot of his captaincy through the 2020 stuff in the IPL. Um, I, I, I've been thinking about this over the weekend. What way will they go? You know, I think um, the selectors just going to really make a decision. Do they want one captain for all three formats or do they want separate leadership? Um, that's what it'll come down to. Um, they could give it to Pat Cummins if they wanted the one captain or, um, yeah, there's plenty of options in that one-day outfit. Um, and then let's wait and see. If Finchie hasn't mentioned what he's going to do with the 2020 stuff, I think that'll be dictated by, firstly, how he performs, but secondly, how Australia goes in this Home World Cup starting, what is it, middle of October? Mm. Uh, gee, there's a lot of sport on this morning. The uh, men's US Open final coming up soon between Casper Ruud and Carlos Alcaraz. Uh, and uh, the market with tab for that has Alcaraz $1.46, Roods $2.80. Loz, we've just watched as well in here this morning, very elegant run third overnight in a field of six in a 2,400-metre group two at Longchamp. Uh, she led them up, fought hard, beaten just a length in the end. So it'll be fascinating now to see what Brace and the ownership group does because they basically said if she... That was you know, a better run warm, than the first It was a much better run. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's one of those sort of almost 
I reckon they'd be torn after watching that. I don't know. Because well, you know she clearer. wasn't beaten far. Well, you know, clearer in your decision, I don't mm. think, after watching her run that, because she was gallant. She was very brave, and she didn't get beaten by much. Um, is it just a matter of she just takes a bit of time to settle in over there and she'll get better with racing? Um, after watching that, without knowing how she pulled up, you would think that she'll run again. Mm. Yeah, I think you'd go. You'd go to the well again. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, third in a field of six there overnight. Uh, U.S. Open final now. Uh, also the Formula One. That's what I wanted to touch on overnight. Daniel Ricciardo, uh, a DNF, engine problems, and caused the race there in Italy. The Grand Prix he won last year, in fact, at Monza, uh, to finish it in a safety car, and. Uh, Max Verstappen won from Charles Leclerc. George Russell of Mercedes filled the podium. So a DNF and Lando Norris, his teammate there at McLaren, finished seventh there in the Formula One Grand Prix. There is a stack of texts already. 0419767272. Give us a call. 13.53.53. Heroes and villains. This Monday morning. Uh, morning legends. My heroes definitely St. George AFL Rezies who beat the unbeaten of two years in extra time, including a late smother from the big brother, Villains New Zealand, were disappointing. Uh, so, Laurie, two teams have won with 11 men this year. Both teams lost the next game. Uh, right at Narra, Mido, the Sharks will beat Souths. I take nothing, nothing out of the game yesterday. Very false win, Souths. We'll have some players suspended uh, for sure. Um, heroes and Villains, Hero Week 1, NRL Week 1, great games. Villain Latrell Mitchell, all he needs to do is play and stop his antics because he's a bloody good player. I'm not a South supporter, says Tony at Manly. Uh, morning, boys. My hero is this time of year, footy finals and group racing. It's just gold. Um, my villain is your own D. Stanley. Absolute gave, absolutely gave it to his mate. Uh, it's just refreshed on me. Absolutely gave it to his mate. I'll come back to that, actually. I've lost it. But uh, heroes and villains, give us a call. 13.53.53. Here it is. For going to a day spa, yet he has one Harry Styles concert ticket tucked away in his man bag, says Grant from Newey. (laughs) Is that right? Anyway, 